재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Did you know? 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 I hope you knew it was White Day yesterday, those of you who needed to know. Otherwise, you may find yourself in a little bit of trouble today. This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Did You Know is a little partnership we have between the Seoul Global Center, uh, Seoul Global Center and Communications Officer Michelle Kong joins us every week to bring us up to speed on general details of life in Korea. The kind of stuff many people wish they had learned sooner. Hi, Michelle. Good morning, Kurt. Did you get some White Day chocolate yesterday? Why did you ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, Too much to even recount here on the radio, uh, right? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have, I would have gotten you some. Oh. Come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, with White Day so fresh in people's minds, it's a, it's a timely topic for us to talk about some of Korea's epic love stories. I mean, in the West, we know about, uh, you know, Romeo and Juliet. We know about Helen of Troy and the war she started mm-hmm. and these epic tales of, of romance. But uh, Korea's got its own sort of epic romance tales as well, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Right. Uh, so we are going to talk about some great love stories from history or literature. There's this Korean version of Romeo and Juliet who are uh, Chunhyang and Mongnyeong. Chunhyang and who? Mongnyeong. It's Mung-nyong. hard to pronounce. That's, yeah, that's not the easiest thing to pronounce. <laughs> so the name Chunhyang, is that the man? Chunhyang is the name of a girl, oh, Song Chunhyang, okay. mm-hmm. and Chunhyang. then Mongnyeong is a, a man's name. So tale of Chunhyang or Chunhyangjan. Okay. is the correct um, title for this story. I think this is the uh, best-known love story in Korea. What's the basic gist of it? What's the, um, you know, the sketch of the story? Okay, so this is a classic love story, a story of a couple with different social status. Uh, this is sounding Romeo and Juliet-esque yes. or West Side Story-esque. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Chunhyang is a heroine of a humble status. She's a daughter of Kiseng. Are you familiar with the term uh, Kiseng? Kiseng is roughly analogous to geisha, geisha in Japan, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, not not like a low or disrespected class, but not the highest either, right? Right. Uh, even though they're super talented yeah. in many areas, they're um, like kind of looked down because of their status. They're uh-huh. uh, rather a lower uh, social class. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. They're basically entertainers. That's right. Okay. And she falls in love with, uh, what did you say his name was? Mungryong? Mungryong. Mungryong. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so Mungryong is uh, a son of the government official. Magisterate of That's the town. very high. Very high. In a Confucian society. Right. And then usually the story reflects its society. So uh, the story is about their love, two people overcoming the differences in the hardship, um, dif- differences in social status. Sure. And just like the Montagues and the Capulets, both of the families probably are <laughs> saying, this, is, this can't happen. Mm. You can't go for that guy. He's not good for you. Right. Uh, and also it focuses on the love of Chunhyang, um, who keeps fidelity until the end. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and that's it? Do they end up happily ever after? Um, yes. Uh, if I can just uh, show, uh, tell you just a little bit of the story. Sure. Um, you know, 
This the, the backdrop of the story is the county of Namwon, Jeolla Province, okay. and then m u n g y o n g He just basically studies for the national exam all day long, but then he just goes out for a walk, and then he sees Chunhyang. Sees her out. He doesn't go to her Kisang house. No, 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 no. Okay. Chunhyang is just a daughter of Kisang, so she's not. Kisang. Oh, she's not actually mm-hmm, Kisang mm-hmm. herself. Got it. Right. Um, and she is so talented and beautiful, so he just um, falls in love with her at first sight. But in the meantime, Mong Yong's father has to move back to Hanyang, which is now Seoul, um, and then his entire family has. To move to the capital together, uh, so Wong Leung promises her to pass the civil uh, service exam and then come back to marry her, and then Chun Yang ba- vows to stay faithful to him. But there's always an evil character. Yeah, somebody to to throw a wrench into things. <laughs> and who, who is it this time? This mm. is like early K drama, isn't it? Really? <laughs> it, it seems, you know, because there's some some guy who the mother likes better, I think, and doesn't he? Oh. Uh, you know, you, you, you <laughs> is there a kimchi me. slap in this story? <laughs> no. No, no, no. But uh, um, after m o n g y o n g s family left, a new local magistrate uh, takes office, and he's a corrupt official. He's a corrupt official, and yes. does he love uh, Chun Chun Yang? Mm-hmm. Oh man! So he demands constantly demands that she sleeps with him. Oh my goodness! Uh, but then, of course, she keeps refusing, saying her only love is m o n g y o n g What do you think he would do, like the magistrate? I would think he would arrest her, right? Mm-hmm. Figure out some pretext to put her in jail. <laughs> put her in jail, and then tortures her nearly to or death. Or go after m o n g y o n g Maybe he's got some intrigue that he can. No, actually, um, just a month later, like she still in the prison, but then one like homeless-looking man shows up, and then he just kicks this greedy magistrate out. But that uh, man was m o n g y o n g Who oh. passed the uh, national exam? He became a high uh, official. So Mong Yong gets the girl at the end. Yes, they live happily ever after. That's right. So unlike Romeo and Juliet, they they don't kill themselves at the end. No, no. <laughs> well, that's good. All right, that's that's a relief. So there's your. If I say to any Korean out on the street, mm-hmm. Chun Yong and Mong Yong, mm-hmm. are they going to know? They would know for sure. All right, mm-hmm. that's part of the canon here in Korea. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, great love stories in this country that I should know about? Um, actually, this is a part one. I actually prepared another story uh, for the next week's segment. So um, there are some um, great love stories of real life couples, people that actually existed. Mm-hmm. So Chung Hye- Chun Hyung and Mun Yong didn't actually exist. No, somebody wrote it. Right. Okay. Who are the real life uh, <laughs> romantic couple? Okay. Do you know any um, famous celebrity couples? I mean, Korean couples. That you not really. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. Every now and then, there's shows about people getting married and mm-hmm. stuff, and little headlines. But okay. I don't follow it too close. Okay, okay. Um, there's that couple, the filmmaking couple, the, that got kidnapped to North Korea. I know them pretty well. Mm-hmm. But um, who who is the the inspiring romantic? Okay, couple? Uh, I just prepared a story of p e k o n u uh, the master pianist, and then Yoon Jung Hee, uh, Korean's beloved love movie star. Wow. p e k o n u is a renowned Korean pianist. Um, he was born in Seoul in 1946, and then he gave his uh, first piano concert at the age of 10. Wow, prodigy. Uh, yes. And he went to uh, the States, um, studied at Juilliard School, mm. and then um, he just uh, is living in Europe 
at the moment. And then uh, master pianist Pekkonu is famous for his wife as well, who is as equally um, famous as himself. And then Yoon Jung-hee is an award-winning actress. She um, made her debut in 1967. And then I'm not really sure, Kurt, if you ever heard of, heard of this uh, term so-called a troika. Or... Troika. So it's like she's one of three major humongous actors mm-hmm. in the 60s. That's right. Yeah, one of three. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like triangle or triumvirate. Right. Um, and then she made a great contribution to the Korean's uh, film history. She starred in 300 movies. Um, she kind of, she was kind of retired, but she came back. And then her recent movie called The Poetry um, um, helped her won uh, some of the uh, Best Actress Awards from other uh, like international film festivals. So the, these two, uh, they're still both alive, right? And yes. she's still acting mm-hmm. and he's still doing music. Right. Where does the love story enter? Okay. Um, when... Uh, in 1972, she, uh, Yoon jung visited Germany because there was, there was, uh, an opera titled Shimcheong, which is one of the Pansori, um, just like Chunghyang. Does that mean something, Shimcheong? Shimcheong is a name of a girl who, um, sacrifices her life so, um, her blind father can see again. Oh, wow. Um, How does that work out? I mean, she, um, why does she have to do that? Uh, Too well, complicated to say here? Well, well, I think there would be a time I can ex- explain. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's just assume it works out that way. Okay, uh, that, that's tragic. Mm-hmm. So um, she mm. played this person, Yoon Hee. Yeah, right. Yoon Jung Hee uh, played Shim Chung in the movie, and then the opera was uh, playing in Germany. So she just visited at, uh, with the director. Got it. Um, at the opera theater, she ran into Pekonu, but of course um, she didn't know who he was, and uh, she was just trying to find her seat. But uh, the Pekonu just was helping her finding her seat. And after um, this performance, there was a dinner party with the composer and everything. And Yoon Jung Hee saw the same guy who helped her uh, earlier sitting next to the composer. And then they had a party. Um, everyone was like playful and then lively. All these Korean students who were studying in Germany, mm-hmm. but Pekonu was so quiet. And oh, then very kind of the shy. wallflower mm-hmm. off by himself in the corner. <laughs> uh, I think that side of him kind of caught her eye uh, and then the shy pianist handed the actress a flower so she just felt probably something there but yeah. she had to come back to Korea okay. and then she completely forgot about him she forgot about him really? she forgot about him Wow. And then two years later, uh, you know, the number of her movies reached 300 which means 40 movies a year like That's one per week right? That's, yeah Wow. So she had no personal life. She just decided to leave the country. You know, she just wanted She was her... a little burnt out, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and then she just chose Paris to study. Uh, so one day she went to a Korean restaurant with her friend to have some black bean noodles. You know, black bean noodles uh, on, on Black Day here in Korea. Singles eat black bean noodles. Ah, uh, really? Black? When is Black Day? Um, I think it's... Uh, it's about a month from White Day, isn't right, it? Right, I think so. All right. Well, There's going to be some packed jajangmyeon restaurants on those days, I think. Um, but then I don't think it was the, the reason why she went there. But anyways, she just went there. And then when she was almost done, she saw one familiar face walking towards her in the restaurant. And that was Pekono. And he remembered her. Uh, do, you, do you know if she remembered him? Oh, of course. They just That's that guy that gave me the flower. He was, <laughs> he was all by himself in the corner. Mm. And he came over and gave me a flower. Mm-hmm. 
was a little weird at first, but it was very touching. Right. So um, that's how they met again, and then secretly started dating there. Why did it have to be secret? Um, she's a she's she's so famous. Paparazzi's going to follow her all around, right? (laughs) Create scandals. (laughs) Right. So they kept it secret for a while, but they eventually got married, um, and then they're living in Paris for thirty years now, Uh, despite. Fame and then uh, all this fortune, they are living a very humble life. They have only one cell phone. They share it they share together. Cell phone? They don't have a car. Okay. And then wherever he goes, like, uh, she never misses his concert. And then when she's invited to a film festival, like Cannes uh, Film Festival, yeah. she always accompanies um, her husband. That's very sweet. Mm-hmm. So these days, even now, they live in Paris. Yes, yes. And do they sometimes uh, surface in Korea? Um, yeah, they, um, I think a month ago they were in Korea and then they were just holding hands and then lots of people witnessed um, how uh, intimate they are still. That is very cute. Mm -hmm. I wonder, has anybody made a movie about their story? That would make a good Korean movie, I think. Right, right. Hmm. It's a good (laughs) idea. (laughs) You know, a long time ago, I I always remember this little moment as um, just a insight into Korean romance. I I came over with a team to interview Kim Dae-jung back then when he got his uh, Nobel, after Mm -hmm. the Nobel. And um, the question was, you know, how did you react when you heard you got the Nobel Prize? And he said, well... My wife and I are Koreans, so we never hug. But that day, we had to hug. Oh. <laughs> you know? and I, I, I always remember that. It's like, hey, oh. cut loose, Kim Dae-jung, you know? <laughs> so there are two romantic couples of the century for Koreans to... Uh, all Koreans know both of these couples, right, mm-hmm. that we talked about? Right. And there you have uh, your tale of romance for the afterglow of White Day. Michelle, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. And Koreascape returns right after this.